This podcast has adult themes and a lot of bad words. If you are easily offended, go fuck yourself. Welcome to Lazy Dates, your weekly podcast that shares stories of the very worst dates and sexual blunders submitted by our listeners. Today, we'll take you on a journey through four truly bad dates, like double date disaster, didgeridoo, addictive but not to love, and the opera singer. We're your hosts, Sarah and Rachel, and regardless if you're a bad date or if you've been looking for love in all the wrong places, we're glad you joined us for this weekly walk of shame. All right, Sarah, what do we have up first? First, we're going to take you on a little trip on a double date disaster. And this was submitted by Michelle and Whitby. Michelle writes, I'd been single for a while and my best friend Jane wanted to set me up with one of her boyfriend's good friends who had just moved back from out west. She showed me a picture and he was really cute. So I agreed to go on a double date. The four of us got together at a local pub and we enjoyed a live band and some drinks. We had a really great time. A few days later, Joe asked me to come over to his place and hang out. We spent the afternoon together watching old school comedies and he introduced me to the plethora of reptiles that he owned. Before I left, he suggested that we go out again with Jane and her boyfriend. I gushed to Jane how cool Joe was. I loved that he was into watching comedies and had lived all over Canada. Fast forward a week or two later and we were texting regularly. It was the night of our double date. As I said, I was really starting to dig this guy and he seemed to be into me as well. Jane and her boyfriend had gone out for a smoke. So I took the opportunity while we were alone and leaned in to give Joe a kiss. He completely dodged my kiss. How embarrassing. He told me that he liked hanging out with me and thought I was a cool girl, but I wasn't his type and he wasn't attracted to me that way. Ouch. I told my girlfriend and we got the hell out of there as soon as possible. Joe did hit me up a few more times to come over and hang out, but my feelings were pretty hurt and we didn't continue a friendship. Wow, that sucks. Um, So one thing I have to say, you know, bullet dodged and I'll tell you why. He owned a plethora of reptiles. (laughs) So here's my take on it. If you own a plethora of reptiles, first of all, you probably have a windowless van to get them all around their various appointments. (laughs) And that van probably has, you know, some sort of uh, flaming horse uh, on the side with some sort of Viking woman. Uh, I mean, I could be projecting here, but um, yeah, the guy owns a plethora of uh, reptiles. Move on. It's no problem. Uh, Michelle from Whitby, no love lost. Uh, first of all, what appointments do you think all these reptiles have to go on, Rachel? Well, I assume, so that's a great question, sir. I'm glad you asked. So I assume that, uh, Joe had a zoo to you sort of situation to keep all of his reptiles fed and to get access to more exotic ones. Okay. I really like this backstory you're creating. Yeah. I'm really honestly just uh, making it up as I go. Uh, I have no idea. (laughs) I just make these assumptions based on that one detail. I love it. I love it. I think, uh, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. It sounds like it could be very legit. Yeah, it's totally legit. Um, Also, Sarah, I wanted to ask you, um, 
what would you do if someone completely dodged your kiss? Uh, how would you sort of like pretend that didn't happen? Or would you just confront it and be like, wow, that was awkward. You dodged my kiss. Um, I think I would probably be pretty upfront about it and be like, hmm, okay. Uh, well, why did you dodge these beautiful luscious lips? Yeah, um, I mean, that's a great question too. What an idiot. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Uh, cool. But yeah, I think I think maybe to make it a little less awkward, you just say like, wow, that was awkward. Um, or maybe you completely pretend you weren't going for a kiss and you're just like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. My narcolepsy. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Oh, did you think I was going to try and kiss you? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Or if you see there, maybe you just uh, gently reach up as you, after you realize it's not a kiss, you just pretend you were grabbing an eyelash or something. Oh. Ooh, I like that. I like that strategy. I don't know if I'm smooth enough for that. I would probably just be like, uh, you didn't kiss me back. I have to go now. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, years later, I'd be thinking about that moment again. <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, should have gone with an eyelash. <laughs> Not that I would obsess over it, but yeah. No, all right. All. Well, um, yeah, that, that really sucks for uh, Michelle and Whippy. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Didgerie Don't, submitted by Amanda in Scarborough. Now, before you start this one, Rachel, I just want to mm-hmm. say you hinted that we had a Didgerie story, and I've been excited for weeks. Yeah, it's a it's a really good one, and uh, you know, let me let me give this the proper intro that it deserves. <laughs> Don't submitted by Amanda in Scarborough. Met a guy at a friend's barbecue. He randomly texted me months later and did not explain who he was or how he knew me. I didn't have a lot going on at the time, so I was into it. We went to a music festival on a summer afternoon. When we got there, we walked through the vendor stalls and he became entranced by this guy selling didgeridoos. I waited patiently as he tested out didgeridoos asking myriad questions to the vendor, selecting the instrument that was exactly right for him. I continued to wait for the better part of an hour. Finally, new didgeridoo in hand, we left the stall. I wanted to go back to the music performances, but he insisted on finding a quiet spot to learn his new instrument. It was early evening and I was ready for food, drinks, and fun. Instead, I was sitting on the other side of the music festival, away from the action, with this stranger listening to him try to play the didgeridoo. And I can't overemphasize how until you master the correct embouchure, you're basically just making spitting noises into a tube. And it's not like you can even really play songs. It's just noise. He was so excited, though, and I guess I was happy for him, but he clearly was oblivious to me and what I might want because we barely talked the entire time. In the end, I told him I was ready to leave, but before he could drive me home, we had to meet with meet up with his friend. So we found his friend, and I jumped into the back seat. And then it was just him and his friend talking while I quietly texted my sister. When I got out, I could tell he suddenly realized that this might be a good time to kiss me. But his friend was there, and I had no desire, so I basically just waved goodbye awkwardly and went inside. Oh, and he was wearing a fedora. I was not disappointed by this at all. 
No, I mean, honestly, we've had some bad dates here, but this actually could be, for me, top three. It's very bad, and you can feel the awkwardness. I, I felt it radiating through my body, uh, and I've never did you do. No, um, I, I can't say I have, um, but I've definitely music festival, and I've definitely seen guys in fedoras attempting to learn a new instrument and felt bad for their dates. It's true. I also really, uh, this reminded me of one of our first episodes. <laughs> so now we're on episode five. So way, way back, back when. Five weeks ago. Uh, where they picked up a friend and, you know, or were talking to a friend and just ignored the date. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, stop that. Stop that now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just so much bad here. Uh, let's let's start with the fact that he randomly texted and gave no context to how they had met. Like, hey, I'm not a creep or anything, but do you want to go out? Um, well, that was actually one of my highlights, <laughs> to be honest. That was like, actually, that- it, got, it went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, well, I just love that, like, they didn't explain who they were or how they knew they, me. But I also love that uh, Amanda was just like, I didn't have a lot going on. So I was like, all right. Hey, I mean, that's kind of, uh, I think that's a good personality trait. She was open to new things, even bad things. <laughs> also, how long would you have uh, entertained this guy going and looking at these didgeridoos? Would you have allowed it to go on for a full, I believe it was an hour? Yeah, no, I mean, Honestly, because they were essentially strangers, like how I would have played it myself is uh, once I saw his initial interest in the didgeridoo, I believe I would have started backing away slowly and then just eventually got lost in the crowd and never heard from him again. (laughs) I don't think I would have stood there and been like, hey, this is really so cool that I can tolerate an hour of this. Yeah, I think, I mean, and I, we don't know where this was. It, obviously, he was her ride, but I would have bailed on that guy and just enjoyed the festival by myself. Yeah, same here. Same here. I definitely would have found better guys at the festival. All right. And then also, I mean, that he wanted to learn it right away. Like, okay, so taking an hour to pick out your new instrument. I, I mean, I have been to a guitar store with a guitar player, so I kind of understand it. I mean, I don't if you've never played it and you're at a music festival on a date, but it's fine. Uh, let's look past that. But like, he's like a kid on Christmas. Like he has to play the didgeridoo immediately. Like literally, I bought one of my kids a ukulele at Christmas and he was like, oh, I'm going to start playing this now. And it was like, really? I think you need to maybe consider taking some lessons, sir. <laughs> and like this guy was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick up this didgeridoo and gonna just play it right here, right now. Yeah, you know, um, you've got to start somewhere to become the didgeridoo champion, champion, musician of the world. Are there contests for didgeridooing? I imagine there's contests for literally everything. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong. Um, Yeah, and then the having to like wait on his finding, hooking up with his friend to go home. I mean, this date is already so intolerable and insufferable. And then you're like, and he's like, oh, by the way, we're picking up a friend, which also for me would have raised like red flags. Like, hmm, I don't know if I'm so comfortable with that. But I mean, if I didn't have a lot going on at the time, I may be into it. (laughs) You know, 
another thing, for all we know, uh, his friend was in a band or also knew how to didgeridoo and he just was continuing on the lessons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, and then I, I like how she closes with the fedora. Like, oh, and if you didn't think this was bad enough, he was also wearing a fedora. Only one um, fedora for her crew. Way to bury the lead, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Addicted, but not to love. Submitted by Sophia in Parkdale. We met online and had some good witty banter. We agreed to meet for a drink at an unironically divey bar. He was a visual artist and very attractive. We had some good conversation laughs, then decided to walk because we definitely had too many beers. So we got to walking and this is where things get a little dicey. We headed up Young Street. Anyone who has ever been to Toronto knows that Young and Dundas is full of seedy places that are absolutely the best or possibly the worst places to take a date. We got Belgian waffles and snow was falling. He was charming. I had a gut feeling that his art would probably rock my world. We went into a few random places for more drinks and the night was no longer young. He asked if I wanted to go to his place, which was not far from Young and Dundas. I hesitated. I mean, he was great, but then he said the thing. As anyone who has ever gone on a blind date knows, there's always that moment when the other shoe drops. And here it was. He quietly told me that he was having a great time, but he didn't think we were compatible and that it probably wouldn't work out in the long term. He said something about how I seem like a good person and he's really fucked up. I didn't really know what to say to that. I mean, he could very well have been right because uh, I didn't know him that well. But then he confessed to having a problem with opiates, which was in hindsight quite sad because he seemed like a guy who had it together. But in the moment, I definitely took it as a brush off. He went on to explain that it wasn't an addiction per se, just an ongoing love affair and that he wasn't quite ready to give it up. We agreed to go out again the next Friday, but he was a no-show. In fact, he didn't text me for three days. And when he finally did, he said he'd found some pills at a job he was doing. He was a mover and had taken them and gone on a three-day bender. Needless to say, I didn't ask for another date after that. Uh, let's unpack that. I mean, I'm a little confused that he first asked Sophia to come back to his house and then in the same breath, but also I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah, I feel like he was like, hey, maybe we can have some like fun, but like also don't expect a lot from me. It's interesting. She like he didn't classify it as an addiction. It was just like, hey, I like to take opiates <laughs> and this is a thing that I have in my life because um, I'm assuming she was not into taking opiates. Otherwise, it may have been a match made in heaven. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of sad that that's where he was at and that she gave him a chance, like a real fair shake, like, Hey, let's meet up next Friday. Um, but he, he opted not to by ghosting her. It's true. I mean, I do think that the fact that he was honest about the opiate was, uh, good because in the long run, it probably saved Sophia a lot of, uh, issues later down the road. I feel like this is one of those dates, again, we've had these before. It was actually a pretty reasonable date. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they had a fun time. But then it turned out that uh, there was a thing that made them incompatible. And that's that's kind of crappy. But um, I mean, and Sarah, you're a classy broad for uh, bringing this up. But we should say, if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, there are places and people that can help. 
there is a helpline 24 seven for mental health addiction and problem gaming services. Uh, you can reach them at 1-866-531-2600. Um, so if you're in need of help, they are available 24 seven. If you're struggling to play the didgeridoo, we do recommend um, didgeridoodojo.com. That's didgeridoodojo.com. They can help. All right, Rachel, we're going to close it off today with uh, the opera singer, which was submitted by Sherry in Thornhill. All right. Of all places, I met this guy in a video game. We had fun playing together and got to talking. It turned out we actually lived within 30 minutes of each other. And he was funny and interesting. He graduated one of the best schools in Canada with a fine arts degree, and he was pursuing a career as an opera singer. Like who actually knows or has dated an opera singer? I was totally intrigued. Our first date was really cool. He took the Greyhound to my place. We went to an Asian fusion place close to my house. We had great conversation and he was smart, thoughtful, tall, and well-dressed. We ended up back at my place. And as it turns out, he was actually a really thorough and generous lover. The best kind of lover to have. I couldn't wait to see him again. We texted every day. He told me where he was performing and I had decided to surprise him with a drop-in. I was such an idiot. I brought a bouquet of flowers and unbeknownst to me at the time, his performance was a three hour religious opera with little drama and a lot of choral chanting. Don't get me wrong. If that's your thing, more power to you, but it's not my thing. I sat through the entire performance. And then when he was done and I had clapped, I decided against throwing undergarments on stage and waited patiently for him to finish up so we could go out to dinner. Well, that's where it gets fucked up. His good friend had also shown up to lend his support. So my date awkwardly introduced me as his friend. And then I, when I suggested we could all have dinner together, he looked totally horrified. His friend made some excuse and left pretty quickly. And then my date essentially said he was tired and had to leave. It was all very bizarre. I figured maybe he just had a bad day or maybe the three hour performance had taken its toll, but it was totally off brand for him. For weeks, we continued to talk and see each other. For my birthday, he bought me a cake and made me dinner. But after that performance, it was never the same. Then he ghosted me, straight up gone. I have my dignity, so I didn't call or text when he stopped. We'd probably been out a handful of times, including my birthday dinner, but I guess it wasn't going well. Honestly, I was partially relieved that I wouldn't have to sit through any more religious opera performances. Damn, that is some cold shit. So many questions about the, like, first of all, a three hour religious opera performance. I wouldn't have stayed. I would have been like, oh, never went. <laughs> Oops, wrong church. My bad. Yep. <laughs> never have yeah, I think I would have ghosted him after that. Mm-hmm. I also don't understand why both he and his friend were being super awkward. If anybody sat through a three-hour performance of anything I did, I would be like, the least I can do is take you to dinner. Right? And like, at least you have your friend as a buffer. So if things are not going well, you're just like, hey, friend, remember that crazy bitch I told you about? Let's have dinner together. All of us. Please be a buffer for me. Yeah, uh, you know what though? Kudos for Sherry for reading the room and not throwing her bras and panty, her bra and panties on stage. Yeah, I have to say I was impressed by that. Um, she sounds like a really classy lady. 
I also think it's very strange that this, uh, uh, you know, opera singer decided that, you know, he would be awkward and weird about the whole situation, but then continue to see Sherry. Yeah, like he made her a birthday dinner, which is a pretty intimate thing to be doing if you're not that into someone. Mm-hmm. A lot of mixed messages going on here. Like they have this great date and then she surprises him at his performance and he acts weird about it. And then he's like, oh, but I'll make you dinner and get you cake for your birthday. And then he's like, oh, and also I'm ghosting you now. Very confusing. Uh, I think this person has some deep-rooted issues. Yeah, I mean, think about the kind of... um, I just still can't believe a three-hour opera, like religious opera performance. What was your main takeaway from the opera singer, Sarah? My main takeaway from this one is... uh, you know, don't make someone birthday dinner and then ghost them. Yeah, no, my, my main takeaway here is uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. They're probably full of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's what it sounds like here. Yep. Um, okay, Sarah, so what were our main takeaways today? All right, so uh, first takeaway from our double date disaster by Michelle is... Uh, If you think you're seeing someone and going on dates with them, double check that you're actually going on dates and not just hanging out. Um, Yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, My main takeaway was uh, don't don't even become interested in anyone with a plethora of uh, reptiles. It's just, it's not a good scene. You don't want to go into that windowless van. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, What was yours (laughs) from the didgeridont story? Oh, there was a lot of takeaways there, but um, for me, the main takeaway was be receptive to what your date might want. Uh, Don't just like monopolize all the time doing the thing that is quite selfishly all about you. Um, I think this applies on dates and in other uh, areas of life. Also, don't wear a fedora. I don't even have a takeaway because you really nailed them all on the head there. I did read don't have anything to contribute. (laughs) But you did contribute that pun. (laughs) All right, Sarah, what was your main takeaway from the last one? Addicted to love. Um, I think my main takeaway there is... For me, it was honesty is the best policy. Yeah. And also don't take mysterious pills. Yeah, don't take random pills you find while moving. Um. Also, the one thing, and I, I skipped over this, Bel- eating Belgian waffles while the snow gently falls sounds very romantic. Doesn't it? I mean, it actually sounds like, like I said, it was a good date. They just weren't compatible because um, they don't do the same drugs no more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my takeaway is uh, don't do drugs, but do eat Belgian waffles and watch the snow fall. Mm, I love that. I think that my mom would approve of that message. All moms would. (laughs) Maybe that's the takeaway is you need to do the same drugs as your date. So if you're not into opiates, don't date someone into opiates. And if you're into opiates, don't date someone who's a lightweight and only wants to smoke some weed. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong message to send to our listeners. Don't do drugs. Eat Belgian waffles like Sarah said. What was your main takeaway from the opera singer, Sarah? My main takeaway from this one is, uh, you know, don't make someone birthday dinner and then ghost them. 
Yeah, no, my, my main takeaway here is uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. They're probably full of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's what it sounds like here. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Lousy Dates. Do you want in on the fun? You can share your bad date stories with us by visiting our website, www.lousydatespodcast.com or emailing us at lousydates at gmail.com. Make sure you tell your friends about us or send it to a love interest you no longer think has potential to give them a subtle hint. You may also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Lousy Dates Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next Saturday morning for your weekly dose of dating woes. Later, daters. In my toes and in my shoulders, I've been shaking like I'm colder than my head. In my eyes, feels like I'm never getting older. Got my heart on my sleeve, got the fire to set me free. I'm going short, it's kind of night and night. Show me your boobs! <laughs> hey, don't take my pickup line. I'm so sorry. Um. <clears throat> Did we do JoJo? Bringing out your inner musical ninja. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's their tagline. <laughs>